smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. Let's do this grow talk, guys. We're talking about growing some dank, fine cannabis. Uh, everything is coming from dogrows.com and you DDC producers helping out. Anybody can use dogrows.com, though, guys. Going over there, get your grower questions up, get up your dank nugs, throw up a grow hack, hang out with the crew. Great, great growers over there helping growers, help growers helping growers. So we it's do on the show. That's what we're doing. That is beautiful. Um, let's give you a show a rundown here today. We're going to talk about a dank nug called Jelly Gushers by In-House Genetics, posted by Zhu. Mm. All right. Zhu is getting a lot of action in here, I dig. Um, and questions, we've covered this a bit, but some of summer times coming up. Need help with cooling my tent. And does the Photone app really work? Interesting. This is an app on your phone for like using it as a light meter. Um, got a good comment from Billy Buckner saying, when you live in a state with laws, autos are clutch, helping with plant count. So yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, this one, I'm going to lean on Guru a little bit. Can UV lights change your bud's color? Posted by Scotty Dozno. Interesting. Interesting. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right. I have to, he must be asking me then, right? And Scotty don't. trying to. Are we trying to take all the balls or not? Posted by Sonny in Bechtopia. What's You tell up? me, girl. You tell me. <laughs> Before we hop into it, ddccup.com, ddccup2022. Uh, happening January. No, but everybody says since I say that, we should have another one in January. July 30th, Fort Collins, Colorado. Right. If you oh. go to ddccup.com, you'll get some uh, info on it. You can pick up your tickets. We still have room for competitors as well. In a nutshell, uh, everybody that comes to this event, you're going to get a custom lighter, logo to lighter, a one-hitter. Then you go around and you sample up to 50. I'm not sure how many strains it'll be. Last event, we had 50 strains of cannabis for people to sample and vote on. Everybody's a judge. You get your little voting tokens. You say, that one is dang. Here, I'm going to give you one of my tokens. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a great hang, guys. Looking forward to this. Fort Collins, Colorado, ddccup.com, which will take me to DDC Producers. Supporting the show. You guys get 25% off before you buy your tickets. Make sure you go find the coupon code when you're logged into Patreon. And if you're not a producer, you can go to dudegrows.com forward slash support. Check out the benefits you're going to get by helping support this show. Come on, yeah. guys. It's not much. It pays for itself. $10 a month, $10, make you holla. And uh, yeah, you get the new show we're doing, 420 happy hour every Friday, free seeds, discounts on recharge, grow dots. Giveaways every month, Arrow Mixer giveaway this month. If you guys haven't checked out the Arrow Mixer, go to arrowmixer.com and check that bad boy out. Coupon code DUDE will work over there uh, as well. HLG Light's coming next month for your producers. So, Hell And yeah. I want to encourage the producers, please message me on Patreon. If you guys have news articles, if you have Grow Talk discussion, especially if you post on dudegrows.com, if you post any of your questions over there, send me the link on Patreon and uh, we will get it up on the show. At least try to get up on the show. Most of them are all pretty good. So, dudegrows.com forward slash support. Much love, guys. Appreciate you. All right. Um, do I sound a little, uh, not beclempt? What's beclempt? Um, Nasally? Stuffed up? Uh, I think beclempt is having when, a you're, when, like, you, you kind of freaked out a little bit, man, you know? Kind of like, you tighten the sphincter a little bit, you're beclempt. Isn't that also, beclempt is like, uh, when the, like, color leaves your face, too, and you're, like, you're all sweaty? For sure. Yes. What the hell do I know? Now I'm off a of Clint. 
Why? What's going on, man? You feeling, uh, how you feeling, man? Tell me, dude. Come on, let's talk about you. I got the snots. I got the snots. Like, the, just for the past couple of days, a little bit, uh, nothing really wrong with me. Like, I don't feel bad. Just a lot of snots. So I guess that means something's trying to get me. And my body's like, we'll just blow you all out through the snot. So, oh, no. I don't, I don't mind snotting, but it'd be better without, uh, mustache can inhibit, you know, snot rockets. It's not cool. <laughs> not cool what did i tell you i said we banned any snot rocket talk from the show man all right these mountain bikers okay they're like uh yeah i don't know what makes y'all think you can do that okay i'll cop into the show then with the dank nug here we got (laughs) jelly gushers by in-house genetics posted by um i think we've covered the juice been busy the second pick here this is beautiful flower uh let's do a little uh little narration sure is man sure is in-house put out 70 10 packs two years ago as a special 420 release and i got a pack i have grown and hunted this plant for two years and she is a keeper she does amazing both indoor and out last summer scotty thought i was in florida because of my flip-flops and standing in front of a 12-foot jelly crusher plant she's extremely powdery mildew resistant because that plant was touching a plant covered in pm and Holy never shit. skipped the beat that's awesome inside i can really manipulate her and bring out some serious frost and deep rich color i tell people to smoke there's a little skunk rolled in fruity pebbles you have to fruity pebbles speaking of that like every once in a while as a kid i'd eat that as cereal but now as a parent i'm like who the fuck would give a kid a fruity pebbles i'm embarrassed <laughs> to say we don't normally we don't normally have that shit in our house. And then my kid, I was at the grocery store just this morning, and my I'm like, "What do we need?" And she's like, "Crunch berries." And I was like, "I shouldn't, but I'm gonna do it." I, I had him as a kid. I'll let her have them. Plus, she's almost she's almost an adult anyway. She can just go buy them herself. She can drive to the store and get them herself, right? So yeah, I bought crunch berries today. And by the way, right next to it was nothing but berries. Like now there's just a now it's just a cereal that's all crunch berries. Man. Wait, the best thing like that is you can get just the marshmallows from Lucky Charms, like a whole big bag of just oh, the marshmallows. Amazon was targeting me with those. I bought like a I have like a little candy, you know, whatever, candy machine or whatever. And uh yeah, I bought some gumballs for a gumball machine. Thank you. I bought some gumballs for it, and then Amazon's targeting me with like six pound bag of, of cereal marshmallows, which it was pretty decent. It didn't last as long as I thought it would. Since uh, you have to work this girl though, because she gets big. So when you out in a tent, you have to be on your game, or she'll choke herself out. She's grown in a four. <laughs> oh, by I feel four like she would say, if it was really a person, you'd be like, "Fuck you! You gotta work me, or I get big." Um. So he was growing a four by four shorty tent under optic LED slim 600H controlled by their master controller for sunrise sunset. They're in seven gallon rain science grow bags with black gold, all natural and organic blend amended with earth dust from green sunshine company. I use recharge and mammoth P along with mammoth SI. These what's the SI? Is that mammoth silica? It's the silica that they have. That's monosilicic acid. Yay. Did I do it right? Yes, you did. All right. These are on week five, and I gave them a push of Roots Organic HP2, which has got a little guano. That's a liquid product from Roots Organic. I actually dig on that. So she's a good one. I agree with you, Juf. Looking good, my friend. I like that Beauty. sunrise, sunset feature on your LEDs there. And uh, thanks for sharing the dank nook. Beautiful. Sorry. Just thinking if you could keep a bat as a pet and harvest his guano. I think they're cool pets. 
Have you ever seen a bat? Like, dude, real bats are fucking scary, man. I'm sorry, but they freak me the fuck out. And their their wings open, dude. There's like it's like a skeleton. You know, the bat's wing has the same uh, number of bones as our hand. Isn't that a trip? I did not yeah, know that. Twenty six, man. It's like this when shit works, it works. They're amazing animals. There's a lot of different bats out there. The ones around us, um, like I think I might even have some going in my soffit right now. There's a little hole. I got to check it out, but like little mice with wings they are uh, so. so they creep me out they got a fucking mouth and shit i don't like them i'm sure they're very <laughs> cool the comments, okay thanks uncle luke uh sensi mia commenting just you know saying nice work but he's uh sensi mia's little thumbnail is the cops logo from the show uh cops what was that song right. bad, bad boys bad, bad boys, boys. where'd you- it start at man <laughs> where did it start at started in broward county florida baby Oh, I don't, that's not a, yeah, not really a good show. It's not cool. I mean, it used to be entertaining, but it's like, then I realized it's not really cool to see people at their lowest point in the lives getting effed up and there might've been some racism involved here and there. So I don't know. What do you think about to catch a smuggler though, man? To catch a smuggler. I like that show. It's very interesting. I can't tell if anybody's real or not though. I keep on telling myself that it's fake just (laughs) so I won't feel bad, but it's pretty trippy. You feel like they wouldn't give away so much info. I don't know. Like, here's how we catch smugglers on TV for yeah. everybody to see. <laughs> yeah, but uh, below deck's real. So why wouldn't anything else be? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. They need to change. Like, they need to have a below deck rated X where it's like the cameras show everything. Like, they don't leave. <laughs> okay, period. Hey, well, Guru, will you tell him about the weird things going on in the internet, please? Which, which <laughs> are you talking about, like the guy with the fro? Or? No, no, you'll find that. Just go looking, man. Go looking on the dark web, dude. I don't want to, yeah. When you just said, tell me about the weird things happening on the outside. I'm just I know kidding. I mean, I'm sure of... there's about 80 fucking below deck pornos out there, man. The world. <laughs> Yes. I'm just picturing some some old porn star trying to play Captain Lee. That's exactly what I was picturing too, man. It freaked me out. And Ron Jeremy as Captain Lee. <laughs> okay, moving on to Grow Talk. Um, need help with cooling my tent, and does the Photon app really work? By the chairman, I think so. THC HR man, maybe. I don't know. Um, cool. So, hello everyone. No, I'm the it's first the grow, and I want to run. Man. The cry? Where's the uh, there's, cry? There, there's no, but it's the the, the chr. I de- I would be willing to bet stands for. Cry. I think it's the chronic chairman of the board, motherfucker. He's a Sinatra boy, brother. <laughs> the chairman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. orange. Guy. I love that you actually inhale, man. That's what makes you cool. <laughs> I get like a mouth really buzz, you know. I'm not really a stoner. I just play one on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> my first one, I want to run CO2 in a sealed environment. Yes. I have a five by five tent and was thinking about cooling it this summer with a dual holes portable AC. Can anyone provide advice as to what brands will work for this application? I would like to keep the cost under 700. I know that a mini split would be best, but it just isn't an option at this time. Currently, to keep the room cool, I'm exchanging air through the tent while scrubbing the air with a carbon filter. So, the first thing here adding so what i are you not happy with what you're doing i always used to use co2 in a sealed environment my last two grows for the first time ever 
I was simply doing air exchange because of my settings with humidity and temp. The, and it was running through a tank too quick because my fan, my AC Infinity fan would kick, kick on quick, realizing that humidity is getting too high, exhaust the tent, everything's back in check. And every time that happens, it sucks out your CO2 too. Um, so this being said, when you're thinking about a CO2 environment, you got to look at your budget. We have humidifier, potentially dehumidifier. You need all these things at different stages of growth. Humidifier and early veg, as your plants and container size go up, you'll get humidity from them. Yeah. You can leave, if you got a two by four tent, you can do that without. I mean, I guess a humidifier is inexpensive, but you can do that with just leaving some soil, you know, some five gallon containers. I use a humidifier in the first, the first early veg, seedling, early veg stage. But then after the fact, if you're not exhausting your air because it's getting too humid, you're going to need a dehumidifier as well, which in turn, running a dehumidifier in a tent is going to add some temperature to the tent. Valuable space as well. And a five by five tent, I had a dehumidifier, I actually mounted it like up like so i didn't have it on the floor go ahead an air conditioner is a dehumidifier though so if he adds an air conditioner <clears throat> he's gonna be that's gonna what that need. condensation line is for and, and it will pull the it, humidity out uh to a certain point uh air conditioner is gonna dehumidify your room to around 50 percent humidity which is good to it, go which is good to go but it won't take it much further than that and it doesn't have a huge capacity as far as like uh like liters per day that it's actually able to pull out. Of right. There. It can do it like I a little it. bit, but it's not meant as a, to be a dedicated dehumidifier room. and uh, air conditioner in, in the grow room. Like the dude say. Air conditioner right. will run more efficiently with the air, uh, with a dehumidifier as well, helping out doing that work. So that being said, think about the space you have in a five by five tent, the equipment you're going to need and your budget. Uh, but hey. the dual hose AC I, was just gonna, I don't mean to bust balls, but this is a guy I think from a guy that shuts his uh, his uh, grow down in the summer. And I am busting your balls. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you had a dual, hose, a dual hose AC for 500 bucks or 400 bucks, I, I typed on Amazon. It looks like uh, 10,000 BTU in, in America is about 350, 360 bucks. Um, and then you can just run that sealed, you know, sealed room these things are a bit leaky but i'll be damn a lot man. of heat get, too man wherever that well, you, wherever you, those you, hoses you, the exhaust hose is going if it's going into another room that room it's going to get warm if you don't have air exchange whenever that I imagine, ac runs hot, i imagine with some creativity with some creativity you can get that thing to where you don't even have to put it in the room where you can leave that thing outside what do you think um if you have a lung room with like a window or something like that yeah you yeah it is you definitely heat it up yeah you definitely could have yep. it conditioning the other or i guess blowing into the other room yeah but you're cooling the one room and circulating the air between it and the i room. guess not you could i guess it. not because the whole, you'd have to check that out there'd be something to explore whether you can do that outside can give you not. a tip exactly like what i did for growers that aren't afraid to alter their rental properties or their houses <laughs> but ah. we have a dual holes ac i had one in my five by nine tent um and i took uh you can buy they're not it's probably 60 bucks but uh a big uh six inch wide um what would you call that like hole saw it makes a six inch hole and it just yeah. goes on the back yeah. of, like, of a regular household drill um yeah. they're a little can be a little tricky to work with but i drilled <laughs> yeah, right through the drywall can. and i literally drilled and then all the way through i had vinyl siding on this house that i was living at and i drilled holes in the vinyl siding and then just put little, you can get the parts just to have little vents. It just looks like it's a, you know, washer, dryer, just vents coming out. It doesn't look too crazy to the neighbors or anything. Right. And then your dual holes AC can be kicking heat out of the house. Um, one other way to do it is to take it 
into another room as long as that room has air exchange. Long story short, that dual holes AC is going to create heat wherever it's exhausting to. So you got to yeah. be prepared for that. If it's a lung room, then you're just going to warm up your lung room, you know, and you can't have that. But maybe think I about, suggest- you know how... You know how everybody wants to get the biggest one they can? I wonder if you maybe get, you know, one of the smaller ones, a 6,000 or a 10,000 BTU, if you're only cooling that little bit of a place, because it'll make that much less, you know, heat than a 14,000 BTU, something something bigger. Probably not much more expensive either. Oh, and they will, they do leak some stink, man. I'm not, no matter what, I've ran two or yeah. three of these, and they always, the little, wherever that air's going, from not the AC into the tent, but the exhaust out the exhaust tube. Yeah. And when you're in your garden's funky, a little bit of funk comes out in that air. And the, yeah, the only chain. the only way to get that air to not be funky coming out of there, like hundred percent, is a mini split. Just because the only thing going between the head unit and the outside yeah. unit is freon. Uh there's no air. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the mini split in a five by five is kind of tough. Is that, that, is that what we're in? That's like <laughs> yeah. complete fucking I, overkill. I get it, but I get it man. I think you'd be happy with the dual hose AC uh, if you don't want it to stay. <laughs> and yeah. it's really Carbon easy to fix a smell problem. Just have a scrubber room or yeah. a scrubber fan in the long room. And all good to go smell wise. Yeah. When are they going to have mini, mini splits so we can make this happen in grow tents? So a they, nano split. They okay. kind of already do. They're just a little bit out of budget here. They have uh, um, Samsung makes a dual hose in room AC, but it uses. Oh, it's got a different type of compressor in it. It's like a digital compressor or uh, I don't know. It can use different wattages and instead of like nim- normally a compressor right. is either on or it's off and it's u- either using the max amperage right. or it's using no amperage. Uh, this lets you be able to like dial how much uh, the compressor is actually working. So it's actually pretty cool. They're really new. They're super efficient with a really high sear number. Um, oh, those are the molten salt reactive ones? I don't think so. I know. I just made that up. <laughs> Also, if you can get really creative, man, I bought a window unit for my five by five tent, my last one I had here and cut a hole, square hole in it. I made like a bracket off the garage so it'd hold it out on the outside. Then I had a window unit. Granted, I had to exhaust my garage because it'd make the garage hot. There's another, if you had a tent in a bedroom, let's say, and you can put one wall of your tent like towards the bedroom window and then somehow maybe you can like box off a, an area to where it's connected to the window and you can have just that window open or something like that you can get creative window units are way more affordable man you get like a 5,000 btu window unit for a couple hundred bucks dude they i great. used to say that all the time and if somebody gave me a comment it's when somebody kicks it in and robs your shit you know and it's old school nobody's doing that anymore I mean, if you see if you see a window unit and you're like, that guy grows weed in there, it's pretty easy access, is all I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I hear you. It could be it could be a security yeah. issue, depending on I live in a beautiful where you live place here, man. Yeah. I mean, don't I remember living in South Florida worrying about that shit. Um, let's move on to the second question here. Uh lately there has been talk on the DDC about PPFD and DLI. Yeah. Oh. Daily lighting interval and what's PPFD again? Wait, wait, you were so close. Integral. And don't ask me what the fuck it means, but it's integral. Guru, any comment on that? Why is it integral? It's math. It's how, how you, uh, yeah, it's math. I'll just stop cool. there. Yes. I'll what's just PPFD say the word abbreviated? 
Uh, photosynthetic photon flux density. And dude, why not get into that? Just in, but that is it's the, the amount, amount of, of, we're talking photons or raindrops, right? And this is the amount of raindrops. The amount of them per second over a meter squared. Fucking A, I get it. And that's PPFD, right? The yep. D stands for over a meter squared. Yep. And okay, then photosynthetic, PPF is photosynthetic photon. And that's just photos, <laughs> photosynthetic photon flux. And that's just how many raindrops are coming down? That's how many uh, come out of the source per second uh, without taking into account how much area it's covering. Ah, very cool. So it's so, like your horsepower, so, and the other one is like and horsepower long, and torque. And why the fuck not? And daily lighting integral. That's just the maximum amount of light that the plant can, can accept? That's the, no, that's over. Well, yes, that's one way to talk about D, like a D, uh, suggested DLI for a plant. Would right. Be how much it's going to be able to accept over the course of a day. Right. Your DLI for like Fort Collins is actually uh, the amount of light total. And it changes throughout the day. But Got the, it. the total amount of light that falls on that area um, over, over a given amount of time. So that, that matters for outdoor like that. But indoors, we want to kind of figure out the most amount of, of light well, that this plant can absorb, but not give it too much because they'll be and, wasting it. But both of these numbers are very important for finding that. So even yeah. for indoor you're saying oh, oh yeah i mean I, any light source you can figure up a dli from it i just use fort collins and the sun as an example right but you can figure up the dli for an hlg scorpion diablo that's on for 12 hours a day at 80 percent. like you, you can figure up the dli for that or right. test it with the pulse pro well how do i make that work for me what, what, what how can that improve my grow over there uh, knowing the D, how do I know? Have, have what? you ever noticed, like later on in the day, when plants will they have been praying most of the day, and then they just drop, uh, like their leaf angles drop, and yes. they look like they're almost asleep, but they're not. The yeah. lights are still on. Yeah, that's a plant that's yeah, reached its DLI. It reached its DLI for the day, and it doesn't need to be on that long. What about there are other things though. that can cause that too? But if you know it's not one of the other things, then like you've given it too much light at that point. No, but I'm saying indoors because I'm sure I'm giving my actually, and I, I'm sure I'm giving my plants. They're DLI, mm -hmm. right? I've got crazy but, amounts. But are you giving them too much? Could I don't you, could know. You, How do be, I know? Could you be saving so much? Well, you, you, need, the you need to be able to test it or uh, know how to run the numbers for PPF over your area and know the PPF of your light. And then you can get a uh, PPFD and then you can figure out the DLI extrapolate. All right, all dude, you're going to, we're going to have to make a video. It's, it, it's like, it's like actual math and like, you uh, just don't have like arbitrary numbers to throw out here yeah, and make it make sense for you. I have two comments. Possibly. Yes, sir. One is, Scott, do you have any more questions about PPFD or DLI? You know what, man? Kind of. <laughs> and I in the future, when we when we have when we bring up the term PPFD and DLI, I'm gonna say, Scotty, refer to episode Grow Talk 1353. Yes. Which is fine. I just feel like we explain it pretty deep every single time, but not everybody catches every single show. So could you patient. explain it back? Could you explain it back? Um, I know uh, how much light I need, bro. But let's get to this meter question because this will address some of what you're trying to what, what you're trying to figure out, probably. So he's saying I've heard the DDC talk about PPFD and DLI and using a $500 plus meter to get your readings. I have not heard any talk about using the light meter apps that are out there. I've been using the five or six dollar Photone app for the iPhone and was wondering if the readings are accurate. They say that they are accurate within 10% of the professional meters. Has anyone been using this app or similar apps? Pretty interesting. Do you, are you familiar with these at all, Guru? Um, it is a, uh, a useful tool, um, and we've talked about this before, for measuring lights <laughs> that you know have the exact same spectrum for intensity. 
Uh, there are some conversions you can do. I think if you want to look it up, Migro has a, a tutorial on how to do it on his YouTube channel. Right. But you can uh, run this through an equation to get a like guesstimate at the amount of DLI or PPFD. Well, not a guesstimate, a comparison, right? Uh, no, it's still like uh, signif significant fi figures matter in science and it has significantly less significant figures than another one. So like, no, you're saying, it, okay, it's not so directly less data comparable. points you're saying? Yeah, it just has, it's... Uh, Less data points, it's probably within 15 to 20%, but also they don't specify what professional meter they're talking about. So right. then that kind of leaves it open for interpretation. Um, but say, at least but, it's one of those apps. Is there any use? Like, I, I used to if, use a little Lux meter, $15 Lux meter, because I'd be like, I know what it's like a foot away from the HPS. And so, two, you know, and that was someone tell me, Someone tell it. me if I'm wrong, but if you're trying to use one of these to get accurate PPFD and PPF and DLI measurements for right, everything, right. It, it does not have the accuracy to be able to do that. You're just starting with not an accurate enough number. Sure. Um, and that conversion is... I mean, it's uh, the lumens are a weighted, yellow weighted scale towards the, the right, middle right. of the visible spectrum because it's what the human eye sees the best. Um, plants see a completely different spectrum, so trying to compare one weighted against the other when you don't know the it, it just isn't You're, the best uh, way to do it. It is if you can't afford a Pulse Pro, like by all means, do this. It will get you within a degree of accuracy that is like useful, but it's not going to be uh, like dialed. Yeah, like I agree, like, like using an actual measurement. The real advantage of these tools to me is using it to uh, determine if your light spread is even across your canopy. If you're using the same lights, they'll have the same spectrum. So you don't have to take that into account and you can uh, use them to judge intensity over the area that you're covering. Um, but not really a good use to figure up your PPFD or anything like that. You can get numbers from it. I just don't think they're super accurate. I agree 100% with Guru. No, seriously though, it's, it's, it's great advice. If you are just you trying to, to figure out where to mount your lights, that's what I used to use it for. You're right. But if you're trying to decide between like 700 and 800 PPFD for the spot that no, you're, you're taking no. measurements, it's not going to be the tool to do that. Agreed. It will give you a good guess in like a guesstimates better than like uh, just a straight guess. So yeah. The chairman, it says it right there. The chairman. All right. Uh, Pulse Pro, PulseGrow.com. Um, just it's not it's four seventy four, four hundred seventy four with coupon code dude. Whoa. It's not, of course, just the light meter. That's a nice feature of it, but it does a whole bunch of other shit for your grow as well. Awesome investment for your grow as far as knowing everything that's going on, parameters of temp, humidity, lights on and off at the wrong time, all that shit. Um, so you guys should check. And plus, a great source for VPD charts and information. So, PulseGrow.com. My whole shout out since we're on this subject. What's up? I got a quick, like, quick fire question for you guys. Have you noticed that, like, I have uh, or had it set up when my grow was uh, running the last time? I had a Niwa, I had a Pulse Pro, and I had the AC Infinity probes, and they all show different numbers even when they're in like the same space. I know someone asked this question recently. We right. Have it on a show, and I think we like shelf the show, but. What do you guys do in that in that situation? Cut it in half. Buy more stuff it, and then average it out. I buy ten different devices. <laughs> See, <laughs> I went about it a little bit different. With I, a logarithm. I know that the, or at least to me, the Pulse Pro has higher quality components in it, sensors right. in it. So I actually just offset the other uh, devices so that they lined up with the Pulse Pro, just because I really do trust that uh, the sensors they're using in there are a lot nicer than. Um, like the sensor that came with the new R or something like that. 
Nice. Granted, with, all of them uh, are within like a degree bring, or two of each other. Bring but. yours over and hook a brother up, man. Which one? The Niwa or? The Pulse, man. The Pulse. Let's check my PPFD. All right, we can do that. It looks like you could wear that around your neck, man. You know, like a backstage pass. You, is, is Hey, that, that could be a VIP badge. Yeah, <laughs> that's badass. We should make our VIP to... badges look like that. That'd be cool. They're going to be hooking some up at the the DGC Cup. I'm not sure how, but if you want some Pulse Pros and some Pulse Ones, come and hang out. DGCCup.com. Okay. Nice. Um, right on. Right on. I agree with you. I have talked tech talk, if you will, with Chris over at Pulse uh, and talking about the components that they choose to put in their devices because I had the same question about his meter versus uh, my uh, Hydroform desktop CO2 meter. Yeah, uh, but they come pretty pretty close in their their numbers as far as CO two goes. But regardless, thanks for the question, Jelly or not Jelly Gushers. What am I saying? Um, who is this one from? Uh, I don't know. I'm out of position, dude. I'm all out it's of position. The chairman. Oh, the chairman, Thank and you. it is the chairman. Thank you. All right, I verified that. Uh, good comments. So yes. we got Billy Buckner says, "When you live in a state with laws." Autos are clutch. I'm allowed six plants, three in flower, three in veg. I get to I get two auto harvest while waiting for my photos. Um, autos are the trick. So are you following that? No, I'm not. I'm thinking about Bill Buckner. <clears throat> Wasn't Bill Buckner the guy that like blew the World Series? And I hope it's really not you, Bill. And I hope you don't come after me now. <laughs> but uh, well, remember that? It was a guy that like it was an easy play and he missed it it was an error and then that lost the world series yeah red Sox. did i get that right recall. i'm googling it now anyway that's all i know about baseball. so if he can right there he can get so a photo i can get so he's saying he can get two harvests with autos while waiting for my photos so photos can harvest pretty quick too as far as depending on it's up to you when you flip last time i flipped my photos pretty damn quick you, some people can flip them within two weeks and you can still you know do okay but it's gonna take let's say what's a standard photo one month veg two month bloom yep that we're gonna yep. say is like yep three so months. Th three months and 90 days i can get decent harvest where autos are anywhere from what 60 something with the quickest to 70 something are they really that fast i mean i know 75 days somewhere around there but that's uh, quick i mean that's pretty fast man so this is 75 or 70 to 75 days uh for my frosted skywalker here that i'm gonna plant um are we doing so, this all in one room is that what's going on maybe in one tent or something like that because that's always what i thought the idea of uh, the advantage of uh, auto flowers were, whereas you can just kind of stagger them and put them in your tent, and it looks like you've got what does it say? You can do two in veg, two in flower, or four in veg, four in flower. You can do three in flower and three in veg. So, yeah, you can always have them if you got them staggered by what six weeks or so, then you've got some nice big fat vegers as you're harvesting your flowering plants. Those are going in the flower. I don't know. Can you do it? Yeah. You'd always you'd have to have seedlings Technic going too, wouldn't you? I think technically with autos, he's gaining a little bit of time on photos. Um, the last photos I started to, when I took the flower and two gals for the first time, the smallest ever. Um, I, you know, they're only like probably four to six inches tall when I took them into uh, into bloom, and they turned out great. Kind of trim those up tonight, actually. Uh, but also, I think most of the time, Billy, don't 
you don't have to follow these rules. I don't like following some of these rules that the government's given me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they're guidance. Who's checking? Who's checking on you, Billy? And if they do come, are they going to say you have too, too many plants, buddy? Uh, You're going to jail. Or is it more like, you know, hey, you got to cut them down. Here's a warning. I mean, grow. when it comes to the point here in, 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 in Canada, I always follow the four plant rule. Right? Right. You do in Colorado, but, man. It's important. <laughs> it's just a respect thing that you do. What? Uh, respect <laughs> me. Respect that are telling me I can grow three plants and veg and three. There's, there's no dude, respect needed to be given there. They're fucking listening, man. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just right. kidding. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you're, you are, I also agree with you 100% with this. Um, dude, just. Yeah, don't if if you're in a situation where it's not likely that the cops are going to come visit you, you're going to be. It's not even that. A couple extra plants, don't, man. Because yeah, YouTube's listening. Don't break the law, people. Don't We're not suggesting law, that. Wait, I believe a lot of these things are written as ordinances or rules or guidance. I don't freaking know, but um, yeah. Can I, can I just ask about one thing? Count. As far as like the law and cops, I sure like just dislike them a lot less. You know, now that they don't have to bust me for weed all the time. Now I'm like, hey, you're taking a whole bunch more of your efforts instead of busting people for weed and you're actually protecting and serving a bit more. It's kind of cool. You know, it's a, I used to have such a, just a aversion to cops, you know, anything about them just because I was always high and always carrying weed and always one fucking interaction away from going to jail. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I feel you. The uh, the authority, it's nice when they're protecting and serving. Yeah, I even had a couple uh, of friends in high school that became cops and were friends on Facebook and not, none of them are my friends anymore. Like I just one by one accidentally offended every one of them, man. Yeah. I just, yeah, getting uh, pissy with the authorities. I mean, be careful because I was, when I came back from Colorado last time, um, visiting you guys, looking at the DGC Cup venues, right? Um, and I was in my my Canada quarantine. Yes. After the fact, I get a call from the government, and I'm like starting to get like irritated. They're like trying to ask me, talk to me questions about it, and I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, dude. I'm thinking in my head like, you're, you're gonna get put on some list. Like, yeah, be cool. Like, a difficult <laughs> list, man. I was at the dentist a couple of days ago, and I was like, fuck, did I just get put on the difficult list? Because they were asking me for, remember I told you that was a dentist that uh, knew everything about me? They had, they wanted like 80 data points of information about me as I'm filling out the, you know, the, the questionnaire, you know, like the paperwork when you get into the office. I'm like, dude, man, I really don't want to give you all this. And she's like, well, it's just recommended. Okay. And I was like asking her five, I'm like, do I have to give you this? Do I have to give you that? I'm like, fuck, she's going to put difficult on my chart now. Exactly how I felt. I'm like, why are you talking to you right now? You're wasting your time. What's going on? Anyway. Moving on. Moving on to question two. Can UV lights change your buds or color? By Scotty Does Know. Hey, all right. I don't think he's talking about me. All right. Uh, so on a group, on a group I'm in, a guy posted a pic of some buds that are the same strain but grown under the same lights i'm okay. out man how With many one... weird posts start like that so i'm in a group and a guy posted a pic of dot 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 <laughs> uh posted a pic of some buds on the same strain grown under the same lights but one having extra uv lighting 
Can this make green buds purple? I thought it was just genetics. Anyways, toke on, brothers, and thanks for the laughs and good times. And you're looking at a picture here of two different buds. It says, how to know if your flower power UV bulbs are still working? Half purple, half green. You all go check out Solar Cure. These lights are legit for those looking for UV supplement under 390 nanometer for true Ooh, UV spectrum. I've been Let me see this really quick. Now we did. So who was it? Pac NW Dan was like, I think that's just the same bud turned one. Is that the same bud? Just one side than the other of it? I think it is, but I think that what the guy he's doing that on purpose because because he's got one UV side on one hit. side is getting hit with UV. Okay, good. Um, um I mean, hey, hang on. I'll start just with. So, would you just mind if I say uh, somebody? I think they were saying, oh, I thought that was genetics of of the purple coming out. Um, isn't that also epigenetics? And what we're talking about is the the way things, the environment uh, allows things to allows the plant to express itself in certain ways. Isn't uh, like I know, dude, when you used to grow uh, in cold weather, your plants would turn purple as fuck. Remember? You want to know something yeah, cool about purple pigments in plants? Yes. It's either there or it's not. It is a genetic thing. Right. Um, how it expresses itself is actually how much of the chlorophyll dies off in the leaves. Ah. Um, so what's going on here, the UV <laughs> the UV light is actually uh, degrading the chlorophyll enough to where it shows the purple pigments on the anthos lianans underneath it. Um, that's why a lot of people will grow something that's supposed to be purple and it never shows it. Those purple pigments are there. They're just overpowered by the chlorophyll pigments that are there too with that really strong green hue to it. Got it. Um, so that's so, why not too much nitrogen in, in late flower? Yes, if you're trying to pull pull uh, pigments that are present out, Makes that, that, can, that can definitely help do it. Uh, the one I want to talk about UV a little bit, uh, it can it does some things, but it does some other things you don't want it to do. So if you're looking for the only thing you care about is the absolute highest terpene and cannabinoid production in the plant, yep. um, you do not care about yield at all. Using UV a couple hours a day will do that. You will nuke your yield. Uh, the yield you do get will have a higher percentage THC to it. But nuke my at yield. the same time, you are like drastically decreasing your yield using it consistently. It's also helping, yield, helping break down the chlorophyll in these leaves um, and degrade it to the point that it shows more pigments <clears throat> underneath it too. What about using it at the end then once they beefed up? Um, I, I don't know about you. Period. There's a there's a lot of bulking period that goes on uh, up last until like weeks, the, yeah. the the last couple of days before you harvest too. It's still bulking well, up, so I I wouldn't want to miss give, out on that. No. Give credit. You uh, basically, I think, spoke the words of Pack NW Dad. He says buds are foliage, buds and foliage turn purple because they contain anthocyanins. Maybe the chemical that produces blue purple deep red color during most Beautiful. bud growth chlorophyll overpowers and turns everything green as the plant senesces i love that word senesces end of life uh -huh. just as the fall trees do good comparison here chlorophyll is pulled away revealing the fall colors that were always there underneath good way to put it don't you remember I, i'm just thinking about your bud back in the day drying in your laundry mm. room that shit was purple as fuck man and it was because you really had the right space to dry it it was like you uh man you did you were a a uh why can't i think of the right a flusher not a flush you were kind of did you, you didn't feed it at the end did you not sure and yeah i mean my style my growth style is to pull back nutrients um back in the day i uh, i finish now with this light nutrients or a product called massive 
from Green Planet. But back in the day, for sure, I do at least the last 10 waterings or so over a two-week period of plain water yeah. um, and watch the plant ripen off. But then I also had the ability, I mean, like Guru said, these techniques aren't what's causing the purple. Maybe it's helping them express it. It's already in the plant's genetics, right. um, if that's the right term for it. But yeah, cool weather does seem to be one of those that will help express purple color and or fall weather. Or is it that we're just thinking in our head, it's the cool weather, but cool weather actually slows down the metabolism of the plant. It's not like, and that's what's doing it because the plant's pulling back its chlorophyll. I'm going to have a very, so like a very unpopular opinion here. Oh, no. um, the fade isn't super important to me either. It's cool if it happens. Not super important. Uh, when you get it, you are literally you know. killing off the engine that drives photosynthesis later on in flower. So like uh, starting it too early can be not great for uh the yield or how much how much uh weed you're going to get at the end of har killing, harvest time yeah. it is killing the photosynthesis engine i mean that is, yeah it's killing that the thing that drives the yeah. wow i love right. I, you, I i totally disagree with one part of that where guru says i don't care if i have a fade or not that's a beautiful part of the grow i mean that's great i love seeing the fade come on just like fall colors man when you're out there looking at fall colors it and is leaves. cool definitely i i prefer like 15 percent more weed that's still like whatever i see you are <laughs> you'd write fall time just to be like the leaves go from green to dead and fall off in one day um right? i mean maybe you can make <laughs> you can let make leaf mold out of it and feed it to your yeah. compost or your worm compost hey i don't know what to tell you except i will say that uh everybody wants guru's weed and when they get it they're like whose weed was that man so i'll fucking listen to them even ounce for the cup guru i'm thinking about getting an ounce getting an ounce in the cup somehow um just for the heck Are you of it, fired? Not? More right. weed, the more. I'll, I'll wait to ask what's going on in this growth. But hey, Pack NW Dan, who do we got? Guido, Nugasaurus, Nay Hey, Sensamia. There was some real good conversation in here, so thank you so much. Get some more grow talk coming up, and but first, it is time to shout out to RealGrowers.com. Hey, uh, if you want to hook up on some recharge and grow dots, you are a grower in Canada dudesworld.ca will hook you up not only with recharge and grow dots but some irie genetics for you canadians I actually had the post office call me the other day and i missed the call twice i'm like they must really need me so i just went to this post office it was like a little different one that i don't usually go to and i'm like somebody called me and i missed a call and they're like do you know anything about dudes world <laughs> i'm yes. like yeah that's my that's my e-commerce store what's up anyway that's awesome um, Yo, i had something interesting real happen to me man I had a, came home and I had a police card and a note from them at my door. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking great. And he goes, hey, man, can you, I seen you, I know you got security cameras all over this place. Can you check your cameras from between 510 and 530 last night? And I was like, huh, do I want to help the cops or not? I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. What did he do? But uh, yeah, and that a trip to get a, to get a, a cop asking you like something like that, a note like that. Yeah, it happened to one of my neighbors in this modern world because uh, somebody was going um, to try and go down like dead end streets towards the woods. It's kind of like yeah. I live kind of close to a dead end street by the woods. And they found exactly one about a mile away from me where they decided to uh, burn out the car that the body was in. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. I'm glad it now wasn't I down at like the end I of my street. See, that's what I'm saying. Now that I know they're not out to bust me for fucking weed. I might be more apt to help them. Normally, I'd be like, fuck that. I got weed growing in here. Fuck that. 
know? Apparently that is a Get them standard out move. Standard move that is pretty good, I guess, for the gangsters because there's like gang conflict with drugs and shit in uh, Vancouver. Lower right. mainland is the area I call where I live. And all what their, their one move is found a body in a burnt out car, I guess, because it gets rid of Jesus. all the evidence. Do you know how bad that is? All that off gassing, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll take it back to Grow Talk instead of uh, yes, bodies and cars and burning. Uh, we're yes. just talking about real crows and recharge and grow dots. Oh. Hook it up, guys. Dudegrows.com is a great resource on that search bar. Search grow dots, recharge. A lot of grow dot talk actually over the past year of great people putting up posts on how they're using it with autos, photos. Get it from the grower's mouth, not ours, on these great products. Uh, recharge is microbes, man, and more than microbes, yeah. it can replace a bit of your other bottles that you're using. It's got molasses in it, so if you have a sweetener, humic, fulvic, kelp, so you can get rid of some of these lines, have a bottle for each of the different things I said. Yep. So it's yep. a great all-in-one. You can run a base like I did back in the day. It was called RX Green Solutions, an A and B base, That's... and a recharge only. Yep. Awesome results with my Island Sweet Skunk. So simplify and... your grow. Realgrowers.com, dudesworld.ca in Canada. You got anything to add, Scotty? You don't have yeah, to. I just, I just want to say that that grow dots, when we added the grow dots and the recharge, that's what it is. It's the A and B basically in, in one slow release. And the recharge is kind of, do I dare just simplify it by calling it the activator, sir? But goddamn, it makes it, it does make it easy. And it's the idea. You grower the other day, uh, First time grower, give me a call up here in Canada because I did not have the 75 or the uh, the bigger size of grow dots, the 24 ounce size in stock, and they had ordered it. I'm like, you know what? I have some single use packets and I can throw an eight ounce of recharge in there. Whoa, He's like, what's man. recharge? And I'm like, Whoa. dude, you, so you've never grown before, right? And so now he's got recharge and grow dots coming at him. And I'm like, just hit me up here on my cell if you need any help. It's super exciting to try. And I know I'm giving them the tools to succeed. It is, man, because he's going to succeed. It's fucking cool. 100 days from now, you know, three months from now, it's going to have you know, a bunch of weed and be super psyched. We were talking about that at breakfast. We were all Rolling Stoner, uh, Guru, uh, Banner, and I were all eating breakfast together. And we were talking about how contagious other people's energy is. And it's like, we were talking about how it's like, like light photons and shit, man. You know, it really is it's just contagious, man. You can't see them or, you know, whatever. You can't feel them, but I guess you can. Light, you can see. Energy, you can't feel, you can feel it, but you can't see it. It's pretty trippy. You felt the ghost? Oh, I have a ghost. <laughs> I, I have an electric magnetic detector because we're right under the power lines. <laughs> And uh, I, Guru is like, I don't trust that thing. I seen that on Ghost Whispers. That's the tool for Ghost Whispers, right there. <laughs> yeah, let's say if you want to learn about the afterlife, watch Beetlejuice. So, next Fucking question here is five star oh, man, five star movie. Are we trying to take all the balls or not, Sunny and Bectopia? So, I don't uh, know. Your lately, if you're... lately, I just don't know, dude, huh? On your earmuffs if you are uh don't like cussing because it's sunny and victopia is in the house are we trying to take all the balls or not if i hear one more fucking time one oh. more fucking time oh my am God. i trying to just not disturb the root ball or am i wanting to fucking tickle the roots i literally hear nothing about contra contradictory contradictory extremes both ways i need to know the truth no lies guru mentioned on a recent show i think you use that term maybe he even that you tickle. tickle your roots yeah. at transplant 
always. Hey, now hang on a sec. What we're I think what we're talking about is when you get leave something in a pot too long, and it get it gets pot bound. Uh, you don't want to be planting that thing, and it's just. Well, I guess I don't know. I actually do take a, uh, my solo cups, and I don't tickle the roots. I just throw them right in there. So if you're trying to do the least stressful thing you can to the roots, which is what you want to do if you're trying to mitigate transplant shock, uh, yeah, especially if it's root bound, because think of it; those roots are already like circling in the pot. Definitely, if it's when, root bound, <laughs> when you put it straight <laughs> into straight into another uh, uh, point, give me one second. Straight into another pot, sure. um, using those hands. roots are going to keep circling. Um, and then they're going to have to expend energy to find their way out of that to expand into the pot and have a right. hard time doing that. Right. Where if you tickle them out and get them all uh, outward facing and uh, and everything, it's going to have a lot easier time establishing itself in that new home for its roots. And so there's no, you're not worried about stressing them out. Uh, I, I, it causes <laughs> less stress than just putting them straight in there. If if you do it with like a a, a well watered plant and it's uh, it's turgid and everything, uh, you are gonna uh, stress it out less by tickling out the roots than sure. putting them in. Uh, um, you would water it before you transplanted it always. Yeah, or or the, like the day before. It doesn't need to be like you just completely Super saturated soft. it because I'm gonna water it in when it gets into its new home. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely don't want it to be even like, uh, starting to be on the dry side. Cause that's also going to stress out the plant too. Yeah. What's cool on the visual? Did you throw this picture up? Of, <laughs> nice. Yeah, and yeah, air yeah. Give me one second. Give me. Cause I want to ask about, so you can tell root bound plant has got, you know, a lot of roots just going down towards the bottom of the pot. Cause when they're acting air pruned. I'm yep. sorry. Is that really a, a very bad root bound plant? I mean, I don't, I wouldn't consider it be that worse. Scale. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. That is on the on the, on the start, starting to starting to be pretty root bound. And that's yeah. on the bottom. You're going to start see it circling soon. Mm -hmm. Got it. Or okay. if that that already, I see some swirls on the bottom and starting to circle. Squirrels. And that's this a root air root root plant. Doesn't look like it needs any tickling. <laughs> Like it seems more. Sometimes I've taken out my out of my rain science grow bags, sure. Um, and it doesn't look exactly like all the root hairs are coming out as much as this plant. They could probably use some tickling to loosen the media away from them, if you will. Um, but is, is this almost like what you're trying to achieve with the tickling guru in this image, where all like all the roots are just coming uh, out a little bit in in a, a very drastic way? Yeah, no, I wouldn't tickle it out this far. I'm just trying to get uh, it kind of untangled in those root hairs sitting out. I'm talking maybe like ten seconds of like squeezing around and digging my fingers through like the top inch right. around it to get those root hairs out. I don't mean like removing almost all the soil like you would a bonsai tree and then like stuff it back in with tweezers and, and shit like that. But this is a really good example of like what these pots were originally designed to do. People people uh, made these originally for trees and nurseries. Sure. Where it's, it's a plant you have to keep containerized for a really long time. It getting root bound is a problem. Uh, as long as you have an air gap underneath it is the a really important thing that I see a lot of people not doing uh, to make it not be able to circle on the bottom. As long as you have that, you can keep a plant in one of these for a really, really long time. And then when it does get transplanted, it has the advantage of an outward facing root system uh, so that as soon as it's transplanted, 
its roots can immediately go out into the surrounding uh, ground or pot that it's in. And for trees, that's really advantageous because the biggest problem with a tree nursery when you're selling them to people is that they plant them and as soon as they do, they start going into decline um, because they didn't have, their roots weren't able to establish themselves out into the new ground. And this helps uh, minimize that a lot. Do you uh, uh, trim the tops? Do you trim the tops when you transplant? Uh, most uh, of the time I do. Not trim the tops as in as like yeah. like the the like top the roots on like yeah, cut on the top, roots? no not the roots okay. no i'm saying i'm saying <laughs> that, that is I, a root, root pruning <laughs> like actually when you're transplanting root pruning is a technique you use in a lot of other plants i wouldn't recommend it for cannabis but you're talking like i clean up the, i try plant. to take yeah i try to take the stress off if there's a ton you know, whatever i think is going to be sucking up a ton of water i take that stress off for a, a, a little bit and let it grow uh, just take stress off the roots. Yeah. I don't think that's comp if you're keeping the plant well irrigated. I don't think that's really something that you have to do. No. Uh, it has enough uh, soil volume and water volume in the pot it's already in to support that growth. So it's not like you have to cut that off to put it into another pot. And I don't like doing anything like that within like a week to ten days really? before before I'm going to transplant. Yeah, it's all about stress mitigation. So like uh, doing things in a sequential order so that you. Uh, get a plant that as soon as it's transplanted, it doesn't skip a beat. Yeah, that's you know what you get with the environment we have and the strength of these plants. You can do things uh, like you know whatever. You can do things uh, somewhat incorrectly and still get away with them, man. Because these plants are so fucking strong, and but the environment you, is so strong. If you do everything correctly, though, there are payoffs for that, and it does like in the long run. It, it, it of course it, it, it takes course. more time on your part, but it, it is is worth it in my opinion. Loves to know. Where can you find as the right term? You'd mentioned, I guess, plant risers, maybe, um, because having your plant elevated. I set my my fabric or my uh, rain science bags in saucers, so they do sit directly on the bottom of the saucer. You're saying having a little air gap there. I know there's probably a lot of creative ways to do it. You can even throw a couple little rocks I, in there or some shit. I just at the hydro store, they had two inch plant risers for the trays or the the saucers right that on. I was getting. So I'm in like three inch saucers and then have like an inch and a half air gap underneath the plants with that that uh two inch tray. So it, it, it really is just getting any air gap there so that it's enough that roots aren't gonna if there's water in the bottom of the tray, it's not gonna uh, not air prune because there's enough moisture there for it not to have to do so. Well, I do want to, uh, I will say, I will apologize to anybody listening. Um, this is a second show today, guys. If me, if I'm stepping on Scotty or anything, we're working with some new software. We're trying to figure out a way to get me to look better for the people watching the show. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little pixelated sometimes, uh, just due to I'm, my recording isn't live. It's through the internet. Scotty's being recorded live in studio yes. guru you're right there sir we could throw lighters at each other yeah i heard people were mildly <laughs> yeah, impressed by that it was a good how long <laughs> before we have, it was a good no look toss and catch solid how long before we have the technology where you can throw me a lighter okay through the tv that'd be so dope. 18 months <laughs> <laughs> all right pros list before it grows today i want to shout out to and i think my hydraulic chair is has a leak. It happens, man. Oh, it happens. I mean, I get There's a reason why some what? chairs, you know, it's like you learn in life. You're like, why is that chair $450? Why is that fan $400? And you realize there are some things like home, like industrial, when we're finding, when we're buying fans that are meant to be used all day, every day for years. 
And then most of the other shit in the world is not. It's meant to fail after a little while. Why do they? It's horrible. You're reminding me like, yeah, I'm going to have like this chair is probably, I don't know, 90 bucks or some shit. It yeah. hasn't even been that long. Yep. So like fucking, yeah, I'm going to have to go find a legit solid state chair with a, what do they call it? A hydraulic lift? Is that what you call this? Hydraulic shock? Oh, just go. I don't know, but get ready for the bullshit, man. I went and bought some at the hangar. I went and bought some decent chairs and this is a 40 hour chair right there. Okay. It's rated for 40 hours of sitting a week. All right. It's yeah, so Guru gets the 40 hour chair Wait, at work, man. Straight up, I love that chair there. <laughs> like, where'd you get that from? I think I'm gonna get one for my house. <laughs> and nobody else could give a shit. So he's in the big chair, man. The big chair. <laughs> all right, on the pros list, dude grows at dot com forward slash pros. All the coupon codes are listed. Shopping for your grow, save some dough. Yo, got Ooh. the rhyme down now. Like my rap. Wow. Something like that. Shit, man. <laughs> Pulse. Beat. Falsegrow.com, guys. You heard us talking earlier in the show. OG supporters, dude, grow show. Um, shout out. If you guys just want, maybe you don't even want the meters. You want to learn about VPD, go over to pulsegrow.com, click on their charts. They have great charts because you have VPD charts for vegetative stage, cloning stage, nursery stage, bloom stage. Like there's a lot of ways to look at it. And there's some great knowledge there. And their meters are badass. The Pulse One, the Pulse Pro. The difference with the two mainly are the Pulse Pro can do P, uh, light measurements with PPFD, as well as CO2. It's going to tell you what your CO2 levels are. And both meters will just measure all your environmental parameters, but the, not just measure them, and document them every second and graph them for you so you can see the whole grow, but notify you. You put all your parameters in, hey, my lights are on from this time to this time. This is what my humidity should be at. This is it. If anything gets out of whack, it's going to let you know. It's going to notify you via email or SMS. Do I say SMS? Is that is that tech talk? Do I sound tech? I don't know. I think it's in that text. It is text. Um, it, I will tell you. What's SMS a brief? I have no idea, man. No idea. Hey, Nothing, Guru. Guru? He, he mentioned VPD, man. Can we go over VPD really quick? Yeah. No, I'm fucking with dude, man. <laughs> no, you cannot. Not right now. It. And we can't talk about PPFD or DOI for at least three shows. Uh, I got um, banned during the edit. That's why you can go to pulsegrow.com, guys. Check out these meters. It's really just insurance as well for your grow. It's gonna. It's already saved my ass on a few things as far as uh, when I'm actually, if you run CO2, hey, ding, ding, your CO2 is low because your tank's empty. Got to go change That's your tank. Cool. Um, or if your dehumidifier isn't functioning properly, it'll help you uh, check uh, equipment failures or equipment that needs to be fixed. So pulsegrow.com, dudegrows.com forward slash grows. We'll hook you up. What's going on in our grows is I finally got some cocoa. So I got to get around. I know people be like, dude, what are you doing? I'm going to be planting these autos here. I got to soak them first. I give my seeds a at least 24 to 36 hour soak and just some plain old good water. I think it's in once I see, uh, usually they all will. Not everyone will. A little tiny crack, like the shells, like, okay, I plant them. I uh, usually get 100% success rate. Um, and uh, cocoa tip. If you're getting a good quality cocoa, can of cocoa, for example, um, I think it's just habitual almost for growers that want to mix something in it, such as the number one thing would be perlite. Some growers love, I mean, Rasta Jeff, I, think he, I don't know his ratio, you know, there's a cocoa to perlite mix for sure. But you don't have to do that. Quality cocoa does not have to have a mix of perlite in it. I know, Scotty, you go straight, like with your can of cocoa, right? You're just straight cocoa. I've been going straight lately, man. Past couple of years, you know what I mean? I was into the Perlite back in the day, but 
I guess it helps with drainage depending on your style and aeration. I mean, if you you're know what? irrigating, if you want to do is it cyclical irrigation, Guru? Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, keep it like, real. If you're light. irrigating multiple times in a day, yep. Yep. I can see maybe you want a lighter mix. Maybe you're going to mix in perlite. Um, but yeah, uh, Guru, you don't mix perlite in, do you? I, I don't mix any perlite in. Guru's just so straight just, perlite, just straight cocoa. Straight cocoa, rather. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Right if on. if I, I do know I... per Rasta Jeff, if you're planning on reusing your cocoa, having some perlite in there to prevent the compaction that cocoa can have when it's used like long term, right. uh, can can be of benefit. But if you're just using it once or twice, um, no, I, I don't mix any perlite in, and I stick with water too. So you know what? But like those sip buckets and the bottom feeding buckets, or the wicking buckets, I should say, you can have a problem with them holding too much moisture. So perlite's valuable then. Yeah, I think it's something depending on your growth style. If you're just straight up going in. Don't don't think you have to you have to add that. Um, no, definitely. Shout out. Actually, hung out. You load this uh, link I just threw in here. Girl, uh, the High Sierra Music Festival. Just hanging out with uh, we all did with Chet Canaman from Canna. Uh, we haven't released it just yet, but they are sponsoring this. If you guys are out in Cali, you should check out the High Sierra Music Fest dot com. Um, and there's some bluegrass there for you, Scotty. Uh, oh my God, Joe Russo is almost dead. Is playing. Fucking hey, I hope on. they play. I just got a. That's a kind of good lineup there. Oh, they got, they playing got ping greens, pong. They man. got Green Sky, the Disco Biscuits. Fucking hey, dude, Twiddle's you, gonna be there. If you haven't heard some pigeons playing ping pong songs, they're actually pretty good. Oh, Sun Squabby's there. Also, know. An, also oh, yeah. another good one. Yeah, the Black Sheep Brass Band. Don't know them. None of these are nice. appealing to me, sir. It's cool to see. Uh, our industry, like Canna, getting involved in sponsoring some music fest. So check out HighSierraMusicFest.com. Um, and is any of any, uh, you guys have anything exciting going on in your grows? I know uh, sometimes there's, for me, it's going to be some of summertime soon, but I am going to try and pull this grow off. But uh, what you got going on? For me, I've just been playing in the greenhouse. I've got it going legit. Um, I'm just doing a bunch of experiments, different feeding uh, strengths and different formulations of things. I've got tomatoes. I've got all sorts of cool peppers. I went and found this, like, I call him a strain geek, but for peppers over on Facebook and got all these just really badass, just cool uh, strains of hot peppers, varieties of hot peppers. So it's going to be fun. Of course, my grow's going, but uh, yeah, I'm getting into the greenhouse right now. So you're not, you're not only a real grower's rep, you're a grower. Isn't there the bald, is there a bald commercial like that? Like, I'm not only like a hair club for men, I'm also a client. Oh, Sterling, like that. man, are you kidding me? That's a fucking hero. <laughs> um, guru, yourself? Um, I popped some seeds recently, veggie seeds. Uh, they are just popping. Up. I got a, like two full trays of veggie seeds that I'm getting going into AC Infinity Tent before I get some like actual plants in there. But we're about to have gonna... snow this weekend, so it'll be another couple weeks of uh, growing the veggie starts in there before I put them outside. But I've just grow... been burping weed for the most part. Like if we're talking like actual grow stuff, I've been doing just been burping weed, and taking taking care burping of the weed. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it goes to show when you have a successful grow in a five by five tent, like you can take a break. You don't have to always. I mean, granted, it's nice to share with friends. It's a, it, I agree. The act of growing fine cannabis is is rewarding I, in itself. I smoke a lot of weed. I can't smoke like two and a half pounds in three months, man. That's, no, it's <laughs> tough, man. It's that's tough. hard. So I smoke joints. So how many? So I don't are you going to try and pull off? 
pull off a grow in the summer? Yeah. No, you're going to wait a little bit. No, the where my grow is in my house is actually in the basement or like half buried basement. Um, yeah. Common thing in Fort Collins. Um, but it's in one of those rooms. That's the coolest room in the house to begin with. So right. like I'll have no problem. Run- and I had an air conditioner put in the house like for the whole house last year. So it shouldn't have any problem running uh, the, the three by four in there. Like no problem. The five by five would have been maybe a little much in the summertime. But like the little three by four, no problem. Word. Word. I hope that was, I mean, nothing. It's not always like we were talking uh, in the uh, before doing the show as far as our grows. I'm like, dude, I don't have nothing too exciting today for my grow. But it's hard to always just be, you know, something that's super awesome going on or grows. But I am excited to start these autos. I've been saying it for like four years now. So <laughs> I need to get on that. I'll keep you guys in the loop as soon as that. Wait, the Walter next Whites? By next gr- hey, he's kidding, right? Not the Walter Whites. The right? Walter Whites are getting popped? No. No, those those didn't work out. I did try to pop those, and they just didn't that. like life. Period. So I am um, old. But my next grow not time. Young. I love it. What's that? Oh, just laughing, man. Good stuff. Uh, if you guys had a good time today with the good stuff, dudegrows.com forward slash support. DGC Cup 2022, July 30th. DGC Get your tickets. And tell us who's slinging recharge out there. Support your local grow stores. Yeah. How about KB Garden Supply in Port Huron, Michigan? All right. Thank you, Brad. Shout out to you, brother. Mm-hmm. I should say, recharge start- it up, brother. Mm-hmm. I am going to start these shout outs. I'm going to actually take the first three here. I'm going to get it up to these DGC producers. Thank you guys, gals, you people. Thank you for helping produce the Dude Grow Show. I got Red Leb, Chairman. What's going on? And Dubs. How's it going, Dubs? Thank you guys. Damn, I can't keep guys and gals. You're right, Scotty. Gotta get one. Could be. Could be. I mean, who knows? Who knows if uh, criminal what sexuality they are? All right. Particular. I bet. I guess. <laughs> yes, that's it. Um, got enough to frozen. Bro, sometimes you have like looking down, like, dude, you have a big screen here. Frozen Elsa doll and 10,000 danks. Chris, 10,000 danks. 10,000 danks on the uh, give me a minute. Uh, Chris NBK O'Brien and keeping it green. Uh, organic Andy, yes, Hello. welcome. And Hannah, I am Dynamics. What's up, buddy? Don't forget Black Sheep 420. Yes, yes, and yes. On guys, I gotta bounce, stay higher. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss man says to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude.